Let's play ball. Look out. Here we go. Here it is. This is going to get ugly here. It is. Welcome back to Scares on Baseball. I'm Schmitty along with Christian Cooper. Today we're doing a special trade deadline podcast. Uh, according to my watch, it's 134. So we got about an hour and 26 minutes or so till the trade deadline. Yep. Nothing much has happened on the San Francisco Giants front except for a AJ Pollock acquisition. Um, there's been a lot going on recently. What we're going to do is we're going to just I'm going to have my Twitter feed and Christian has his feed open. We're going to, well, it's all actually not Twitter anymore. It's X. Sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to keep an eye on what's going on. We're going to talk about what's already gone on and, and we're going to put this all together for you. I hope you guys enjoy it. Christian, yeah. how are you? I'm doing good, Schmitty. Good, good. How are you? I'm great, but uh, I'll tell you, I've gone to six giant games in a row. Starting with the A's, two, three with Boston, and then last night, Arizona. And I'm telling you, you decide after this deadline if I should go tonight or not. If Farhan comes through with a move good enough, I will go. I have no, I have no ability to influence. If he doesn't, I'm taking the night off. How you like that? Um, you know, uh, that sounds good to me. It, it, uh, if he doesn't do anything right at the deadline, it's a bridge too far on, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there has been a lot of movement. I mean, the giants, obviously the AJ Pollock signing, I think it was a head scratcher for both of us. AJ Pollock. Really? That's not instilling a lot of confidence in me. Obviously phenomenal player at one time, but he's getting up there in age, uh, 173 hitter, and I think in that deal, the Giants were giving away cash considerations and a player to be named later, which is meaningless. Uh, and they picked up Matthias, who's sort of a utility and not really prospect because he's older uh, guy. So not nothing significant for the Giants, which is to us a little disappointing. But there's been a lot of stuff going on around the league that we should probably talk about. And uh, some big some big trades early on, well before the deadline, were surprising. Uh, the Rangers getting Araldis Chapman was pretty big deal. Uh, I haven't followed Chapman too much recently, but he still throws over 100 and uh, is rather nasty to contend with. And I think the Rangers, with some of the other moves they've made, are making a big push right now. I agree. A lot of people don't like what he does off the field, but you cannot argue that that guy is fucking he brings the heat man I, i've seen him live out there and it's scary he's a big guy yep. and he's got a long arm and he unloads a hundred mile an hour ball it looks faster than uh camilo's for some reason just because he's taller and maybe closer to the plate when he releases it but like man it looks like it would be tough to hit that yeah dude. um they also got, didn't they get, uh, who'd they get? Jordan Montgomery as well, right? They got Montgomery oh, and, and Max and, Scherzer. And Scherzer, which uh, that remains to be seen what kind of dividends Scherzer is going to pay, especially at $44 million a year. Uh, but even at his age, he still can throw. Um, of the two guys that the Mets sold off, obviously Verlander is the better of the two at this point in time, but Scherzer still still can get up there and, and get it. So it'd be interesting to see what goes on down there and how Bochy's going to handle all these sort of weird pieces that have been dropped in his lap because I wouldn't technically ever think that an Araldus Chapman would be the type of guy that Bochy would want. Verlander sort of fits right in. He's just a workhorse. He's a he's he's an ace type pitcher. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting with the Rangers. I mean, they're making a push. And don't forget, they got forever giant Chris Stratton in that trade with Jordan Montgomery as well. Okay, yeah. One thing we probably need to just touch base a little on is the obvious thing. There was a little buzz or a big buzz for a minute, but it got smushed. Otani was actually being thought about as a trade piece. Shohei. The Angels decided they're going to just keep him that they took him off the trade market they look like they're going all in whether or not they're going to make the postseason i think they're just trying to please otani by like where they got cj cron randall gritchick uh lucas giolito uh renaldo lopez they might not be done we don't know i i heard they were even in on the verlander thing and stuff so i don't know what's going to happen with them but i i just think the american league's got too many talented teams over there. I don't think the angels are going to be able to surpass. I don't know. We'll see, but what it, do you they, think? they could do okay against the central and, and the West. But um, I think when it gets up against the East, the, the AL East is just monsters all the way around. Even the bottom teams are really formidable. So I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff at, at play with the angels and with Otani in particular, he's, he's got a chance to break the home run record that was only set a year ago. Um, that's history. Nobody really wants to see him flush history, you know, especially if they were to trade him to a National League team. It blows that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think packing some of these guys in around him that are not bad players. I mean, CJ Crone was an angel at one point, left and played other cities, and now he's back. Um, that's I think that's kind of a plus, a little bit of a reunion. Grichik is he's serviceable for sure. So I, I think they're trying to make a push to at least maybe get in the wild card, maybe do a little damage in the division series. And if that's where it ends, that's where it ends. But they got Otani to the playoffs and maybe he gets a shot at the record. I, I, I can't see, I mean, dude, we could both be wrong. We'd be sitting here at two fifty nine and 59 seconds. And all of a sudden some blockbuster comes through Otani to somewhere for something, but I doubt it. You know? Yeah. I, really I also, so I'm reading a lot of comments and I'm just kind of glued to this stuff. I, it's kind of like that thing where you it's an addiction that you it's you know you shouldn't be doing it and you keep <laughs> telling yourself every time like don't get your hopes up it's not gonna happen but yet you fall into the trap of well there's maybe a chance I'm sure it'll be the same way in the off season with Otani but um a lot of people are saying what if Farhan doesn't do anything is Farhan gonna make any move and uses the team's record as evidence that they're fine and also that Tyro Estrada will be back at the end of this week as a kind of like a trade. Like we got this guy that we haven't had for like a month. So he's going to actually add fuel to the fire. I would say, and I think you agree is our bullpen is great. I just don't know how much stamina they have. And you know, setting them up where Rogers has to come in every day and like Walker is starting two games in a row. And I don't know, eventually I feel like they're going to run out of gas and I'm an OG. We know that. So I love the guy who starts and throws seven or eight innings. Hell give him nine, you know, some, you know, Webb would love to throw a complete game shutout like he did once this year. There's no chance of that with an opener. And it takes away some of the, it's funny because I went to the game with some friends the other day and he's like, sometimes I leave, he just goes in to get autographs and sometimes he leaves after and doesn't stay for the game. 
But what he told me is he stays for the game until there's a hit because he doesn't want to miss a no hitter. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, and I'm saying there can be no hitter for the Giants in these type of roles. It's just taking away these elements that we love about baseball. You know what I mean? And baseball is a statistic thing. It is a traditional thing. And so those are the things, yeah, we're evolving and we're trying new pieces and all that stuff. And it is working 14 and four, whatever you want to say, but are the fans hyped? And is this game partially for the fans? We do want to win, but you want to fill the stands and you want to send people away home. Those games, J.D. Davis hitting that walk-off home run, I haven't felt that good in a while. I love J.D. I love Wilmer. Those dudes are fucking bringing it consistently, I like. But I got to be honest, the new kids are who I really want to see. When I go to the stadium, I'm looking at the lineup. The minute I walk in the door, I'm like, is Casey Schmidt in the lineup? Is Luciano in the lineup? Is Matos in the lineup? If one of those three is not in the lineup, I'm like... Ah, I'm a little disappointed already before the game starts. So that's just, that's who I am. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, with regards to the rookies and the guys that they've brought up, the hype is big, right? And we saw right out of the gate, Schmidt, Bailey, these kids, these kids have real skills. These are major league baseball players. They are not uh, taxi squad kids, right? Uh, so it's extremely frustrating as a fan to like you're saying you show up at the game and none of these guys are in the lineup because of platoon matchups or whatever. And it's like, come on, man. Like, why did you bring them up if you're not going to play them? Right. So I understand that. And as far as the pitching is concerned, yeah, Farhan and Gabe are using this. Well, look, we've got this great winning record with these uh, bullpen games. OK, fine. But the bullpen is a bullpen. So when you're effectively using your bullpen as a piece of your rotation, okay, at some point, these guys burn out. They always talk about bullpens needing to have a lot of rest and guys, you know, having to, you know, these guys are specialists. They come in and throw one inning, and now you're asking them to throw one inning, two innings, every, you know, every second, third, fourth day. Right. Um, by the time you get to September and it's time for October and the postseason, your bullpen is toast, right? And that's like, I think you and I were talking about the other day, what – once you get to the playoffs, you know, you're, a quality start for your starter is no longer six innings with less than three runs given up. A quality start for your starter in the playoffs is four to five tops, right? They inst they instill a pitch count for guys because they don't want to burn them out. They want to have them ready for the next series. Guys are all working on short rest with a three-man rotation. So it's to me, it's not a sustainable game plan, right? Um, which is why I've been sitting here hoping, hoping the Giants are going to like bring in a a power arm at the deadline, get, get at least a third starter in there because I don't think uh, uh, maybe Mania looked pretty sharp last time out. Tristan Beck, I would, I would let start a game in the rotation and see how far he can take it. But man, Beck looked great the other day. Yeah. But I, I still think like when you got just Cobb and Webb as your two frontline starters and every other slot in the rotation is, we don't know what we're doing. You know, it's a little scary. Right. And there were there are a lot of arms on the trade market, which doesn't make much sense why they didn't try to pursue any of these guys. They already have a lot of starting pitchers. They just aren't confident in any of them. Right. So to get another starting pitcher, they a need to be confident in the guy they're getting. And he needs to be a starter, not just be the next stripling or, uh, you know, 
what are they going to do with all this excess? Like they got Manaya, they got Junis, they got Wood, they got Disclafani, they got uh, Stripling, and then they got these young kids. Win and and uh, who's the other guy uh, the, that he just pitched the other night? Uh, Beck. Oh, Beck. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's a fucking harvest of long inning guys. You can't just keep bringing in long inning guys and keep the old guys around too. You got to figure that actually there's just been a trade. Jake Berger has gone from the White Sox to the Marlins, Marlins. Miami Marlins. Okay. There's also an interesting thing that just came across. I know that the Giants uh, could always use another right-handed bat. The Cubs just DFA'd Trey Mancini. Oh, yeah? Okay. So uh, if the Giants were to pick him up off of waivers or whatever it is, Trey Mancini, uh, uh, you know, he's been in the home run derby. He's a guy that's definitely got some sock. He's right-handed, right? He is a right-handed hitter, yeah. Yeah, that was one thing maybe we can get into, too, is A.J. Pollock versus bringing up a guy like Ramos, who's younger, has more future, needs at bats. I'm guessing what um, Gabe and Farhan would say is, they brought Pollock almost more for his leadership and his presence like a veteran than his actual skill level right now, you know, kind of like a, a Longoria type guy who can just be in the clubhouse and help like calm the nerves of people and kind of straighten the ship when it's going bad. And these things that veterans just are able to do that rookies aren't. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what he's coming for, which is fine. I just want to see more. I I mean, if it's one, if it's only you get one, it's hard, man, because they're not scoring runs. But I still just think if it's only one, I need a starting pitcher. Sure. Sure. Well, I I think with regards to Pollock, like Pollock was on the 2020 Dodgers uh, asterisk World Series championship team. uh, And he did some damage that season for the Dodgers. So I don't think he's that far removed from being that guy, but he definitely has taken a, taken a downhill slide in the last two seasons. And yeah, I agree with you. I think the veteran presence might be more than anything, what they were sort of looking for with Pollock, especially since um, he's played in the division. Most of his career, he's with the diamondbacks and with the Dodgers. So he's familiar with all the ballparks with, with just being around a lot of the veteran players that are in this division too. So Maybe it's more about that than his actual quality, you know, and that's fine, um, especially with the injuries that the Giants keep piling up and Yaz having to go down again. So um, the unfortunate part is that Pollock is still on the IL, but apparently I think he's going to come off tonight or tomorrow. So he'll probably be in uniform and in the dugout uh, as soon as tomorrow, I would think. You think he's in San Francisco yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Hey, I just the- got a, an update from Jeff Passan, who said the Dodgers and Tigers had a deal for Eduardo Rodriguez, but Rodriguez invoked his 10 team no trade clause that included the Dodgers. So the deal oh, is dead. Beautiful. Fuck LA. <laughs> you gotta, gotta wonder who else is on that 10 team list, you know? That's amazing. I want this dude even more. If he comes yep. to the Giants after turning down the Dodgers, this dude's getting the Willie Mack award. Fuck <laughs> the Dodgers. So while we're waiting for some stuff to come across the wire, I guess we should talk a little bit about the Giants in a more general sense about what's been going on the last week. Sure. Um, the last 10 games, they're four and six. They've had some good performances against low caliber teams like the A's. And they've had some 
iffy performances against medium caliber teams like the Red Sox. And then last night, uh, fully had a chance to, I, I thought they would put that game away against the Diamondbacks and it just did not happen. Um, very frustrating to see Wood get pulled in that situation where I think he was pitching fine. I don't think he was in any trouble and about to surrender any run, any more runs. And then we see the crazy, you know, the mound visit, the pitching change and boom, the game's tied up. And it's just like, it's very frustrating. I mean, it's like you want the Giants against Arizona, who's the closest rival right behind them. You want to put some ground between them and us. And it's just, it seems like it's really hard to do. The days the Giants win, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks win. The days the Giants lose, Arizona and LA, they lose too. So it's not, there's no traction. It's not, it's just kind of staying in the static position. And I don't know what it's going to take to break free. I mean, obviously the, the hitting with runs and scoring position and the number of runners left on base is just astronomical. They lead the league by a wide margin in terms of just not being able to get guys in. Right. These guys can hit. These are proven hitters. And I mean, you look at Wilmer Flores is like one of the oldest dudes on the team is just tearing the cover off the ball. Right. Wilmer's killing it. Yeah. I was thinking like, you know how the Arizona has the uh, scorpions down there. They should change the name to the lobsters for the LOB because <laughs> they leave too many fucking people on base. It's so bad. I was watching the last game of the uh, Red Sox series and it was like 12, I think. And so I started paying attention to that and I was like, okay, if there's nine, that's one in inning. That's cool. You get a single, that's an LOB, right? And, th- and that happens. But if you have the bases loaded, that's three. So three times nine would be 27 would be the max that you could have. So if you're in double digits, it's kind of like, dude, and I hate to beat up on these guys because I can't do it. And I always say in skateboarding, like you got these guys that are, you know, the keyboard warriors and all that shit. And I don't want to be a hypocrite, but as a manager and for somebody that's looking on the field, I just knew Brett Wisely and I know Isan Diaz, they're not going to bring what we need. They may be fine players, but you can't replace arguably the best player on the team, Tyro Estrada, who could have easily done 2020 this year and still might be able to, but he would have done that if he didn't get injured with the worst guy on the team. You know, that's a huge deplete. So I don't see why they're not playing Casey Schmidt every day at second base. They can bring Isan Diaz up and have him on the bench or whoever they need as like a just-in-case guy, but he should not be starting just because the guy on the mound has a left or a right arm that he throws with. If we're going to do that, then Casey Schmidt might not start at all. There's, hardly any left-handed pitchers in the near future and these guys sitting on the bench too long is not the way to get the rookies heated up and see who's got what and and i know we're trying to win but at the same time we're trying to get the future settled yeah there's still a lot of baseball left in the regular season there's a lot of things that can happen you have to think that there's probably going to be more injuries down the stretch at some point they're going to lose another guy to the il i mean it just that's baseball and if Schmidt's getting those daily reps instead of a guy like Diaz or instead of a guy like Wisely, he's going to get 
in the rhythm. He's going to get his problem solved. He's going to be have more discipline at the plate, and he's really going to start hitting. And I think all these guys are just a two or three game stretch away from really catching fire. Beyond whatever you know roster limitations they have, they have this crop of young guys who are strong, lots of potential, good tools. Play a man, you know. You're, they're actually playing with house money right now. They're in second place. They're only two games, two and a half games back in the division. They're leading a wild card. I mean, you you got a week or two here and there to just let those guys run their course, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's confusing. I I mean, because I I could see the argument being like, well, Casey is struggling right now, and and I would say, well, isn't Isan struggling? He has not got a hit yet. Right. Not not one. And Wisely was struggling too. And they're facing the opposite arm, which is in their favor. You got to give Casey at bats against right handers if you want him to be the future. Like next year, are you going to take him out if he's our everyday third baseman and we lose JD Davis or something? Like it just it rubs me so wrong. I'm I'm such a Casey Schmidt fan and I want him to get the best chance of staying here yeah i don't know it was funny i was talking to somebody and they're like what about 255 five minutes left in the deadline farhan comes on for a press conference and says correa is here (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know that i'd be all that happy with it 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 just there's too much sometimes there's just too much shit swirling around too many flies around the shit but like I don't want to see them make the same mistake they made with Joey Bart. I think they, right. I think they fucked his right. head up. Right? He was up. He was down. He was up. He was down. It's his job to lose. He's the, the number one prospect. He's this. He's that. He's the next Buster Posey. There was so much hype on this dude, and then the second that he didn't deliver the expected results that they had talked him up to to have, uh, he's dog shit. Everybody hates him. Can't get rid of this guy. Good enough. Send him to uh, Eugene, mm. right? And it's like, man, I mean, you know, he may or may not be a nice kid, uh, whatever. But I, I think they sort of ruined his potential because he's not a guy who could psychologically take that and work with it. I think it just fucked his head up. I'm, I'm looking at the MLB feed and it is cracking me up, dude. Everyone is like, Erod will forever go down in Giants history. If Giants get him, he deserves a statue. Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> like, this shit is hilarious. Brilliant. Um, the only thing that could be more funny is if the Giants got t- Tommy Pham and him and uh, Jock Peterson had to become friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're still salty at each other for all that fantasy league crap, you know? It just it looks like uh, the Padres are getting uh, Don Knotts, Old Man Rich Hill, and G Man Choi from the Pirates. Uh, so, so I think the Padres are thinking, you know, uh, uh, G Man Choi is going to replace the guy they just let go. Oh, because they, I, I know, like I think they just put uh, what's his name, Hassan Kim just went on the IL. I don't know for how uh, long. So. There's not a lot of people left. There's Flaherty, I think, is out there. There's a few names. Is there anybody that you're looking at that if the Giants come through in the last minute um, that you'll be satisfied with? Or is this already bunk no matter what they do at this point in your mind? Uh, If they were able to somehow get Dylan Cease, I think I'd be really happy because that guy is a beast. You know, I could see Cease and Tim Anderson like a package deal because they've been talking about that for a while. 
Yep. I mean, Dylan Cease is, I think, underrated only because of team performance this year. But I remember watching that guy pitch a few games last year, and he is nasty. Uh, be a great compliment to to Cobb and Webb for sure. Um, it's just that that we're just lacking that power arm, that high K guy, high velocity guy. They, we just don't have it, man. You know, but it's really just an illusion. Like we need the Rodon guy. We need that guy. Dylan Cease is kind of in that territory in terms of being a hard thrower and and he's nasty. And I think he's a I think he's a hardcore competitor. I think he's kind of a nasty dude. So I'd be happy with that. I'm actually kind of glad we didn't get Lorenzen in a way because it sounds like he's kind of injury prone and could be one of those things where it's like, oh, we got this dude and now it's kind of a problem, you know, even though he wears Vans. It would have been cool. <laughs> yes. He's friends with Justin Regan. I think he's got some skate ties. He's definitely posted some stuff on social media about skateboarding. And I reached out to him, try to get him on the show, but didn't get a response. So I think I think right now the only team quieter than the Giants is the Braves, right? Well, the Braves the, don't the Braves are they don't need anything. The Braves are stacked, man. I know, I know. Bat-wise, I haven't really seen anything that people are talking about that I'm like, oh, you know. Um, who's the guy that we were talking about that um, gets signed every year at the dead deadline and then doesn't play the first half of the year? Terrence Gore. <laughs> so the guys down at the ballpark were like, Giants should get Terrence Gore. He's got three rings and he's never played the first half of the season. <laughs> I didn't know this. I looked it up and it's hilarious. So he's just a base stealer that sits on the bench. He knows he's not right. good uh, yeah. hitter or in the field necessarily, but he's like the dude that can steal second and third for you in totally. the late innings. Well, when you're when your position on baseballreference.com is listed as pinch runner, then that's all you need to know about that guy. That's he's uh, a he's a specialist beyond specialists, right? I don't know. Winning as a boring team, eh, it's cool. You're still winning, but like I like to see like some great plays, like a home run in the ninth to win it, stolen base, some guy stealing home, a triple play, like these things that are like you know, a no hitter, like things that can happen with stars on the team. Well, I can give you an example. I mean, uh, you know, in terms of like where, where excitement can trump winning. Um, I went to a lot of Oakland A's games when Ricky Henderson was on the A's. Okay. And in seasons where the A's didn't do well, but going right. to an A's game and seeing Ricky Henderson play, you were never disappointed, even if the A's got just destroyed in the game because Ricky Henderson made the game exciting. Exactly. He was, if he got on base, he was a constant base stealing threat. He had power. He was, he, he played sort of this old school, unpredictable baseball. And he, and he was a superstar in his own right. I mean, nobody can ever dispute that. Um, and even in the really bad years, the A's had when he was on that team, if you went to an A's game, you, you came away feeling like you didn't get cheated, even if they lost, right? That's and right. I think that's maybe something that lacks in San Francisco. We like our blue-collar guys. We like our low-ego, low-flash dudes. I mean, that's kind of been the, the hallmark of the team for a long time. But if it comes at the cost of there's no excitement and there's not that thrill of the guy who's going to do something nobody expects, the guy who's going to steal a base when everybody expects it and he still beats the throw – those kinds of things make baseball fun, you know, and 
if it's sort of a joyless march to the postseason where it's like, well, we managed to just scrape by into the second wild card and, you know, we did it all because we threw like 89 bullpen games. Aren't we great? It's like to a fan, it's like, not so much, man. Where's the 40-40 dude? Where's the guy who's going to, you know, make a, make a run at the at the home run lead in the league at the end of the year? I mean, those things are important, right? Um, obviously, I want them to win. I want them to win every year, but I know it's not possible. And so, therefore, I want something thrilling and fun to watch. It's hard to complain, but I think, uh, you know, not seeing some moves made and seeing the offseason that the Giants had, it's like, well, come on. What, what are you waiting for, Right. You waiting for Otani next year? Okay, let's see it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They definitely need upgrades. I think that it's it's all charming to see the rookies and the underdogs make it do as well as they're doing. But once you get to the postseason, it's cut fucking throat, man. These guys are pros. They want to win. They're not gonna. Nobody's gonna care about somebody's feelings, right? They want to win. Well, the way I see it is the Rangers. The Angels, yeah, the Rangers and the Angels maybe are the two teams that have kind of done the most. Um, we didn't really talk about the Dodgers, and the Dodgers did acquire our old friend Kiki Hernandez from the yep. Red Sox, yep. and uh, they did let go of uh, Thor, who didn't last too long out down in L.A. Noah Syndergaard, he went to Cleveland for Ahmed Rosario. Yep. Um, those are... Uh, I'm not really scared of Kiki in 2023. Um, Ahmed Rosario is a good shortstop. I, I think that the Dodgers needed that. That'll help them. Um, well, don't forget, they also got Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. Uh, oh. Joe, Joe Kelly's back, Mr. Pouty. Yeah. Um, who Joe, I've, I've always liked Joe Kelly from the perspective that he's just, he just doesn't take any shit, man. I mean, it starts out, you go all the way back to uh them doing the the national anthem standoffs on the foul lines in the playoffs back in the the early 2010s, right? Uh, then he he was with the Cardinals for a long time. Went to the Dodgers, uh, went to the White Sox, wherever he ended up, and now he's back. And he came along with Lance Lynn, who I'm shocked that that guy is still pitching in the majors. I mean, he's he's got to be about the same age as Verlander and Scherzer. Um, still a great pitcher. I think he had like a, a career season last year. Yeah, they're definitely trying to, to upgrade to stay where they're at. Whether that happens, I don't know. Well, these are the things that irk me. Like, I look at um, what other teams do and what we don't do. And we'll use the Dodgers for an example. Like, they got Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. And by the way, the White Sox are, are fighting the Mets for who's going to have the biggest fire sale. But Lance Lynn is mm, above average, not great. And... I just look at it like this. If the Giants aren't going to get anyone, why didn't they get Lance Lynn? Lance Lynn's better than probably at least two or three of the guys they have on their staff. Um, and then the other thing I look at is down the finish line when Lance Lynn is facing us and he whoops our ass. <laughs> this is what happens time after time. And it's just... It's so disheartening. A team picks up a player that you could have picked up and you passed on that player. And then that player does damage to you later in the year. And I always look at it like, man, not only why didn't we get him, but fuck, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. he, you know, and it's just, it just, 
uh, I look at Michael Lorenzen going, you know, where'd he go? Philadelphia. I, I just look at some of these names that they're not great, but they're an improvement. Manaya and Stripling, they're doing better. It's hard to see where their future is going to go. They could get better and better and better. But I just think we need somebody that's not a uh, a maybe, not somebody that's coming off a of Tommy John, not somebody that like just needs a new environment. Like these things are scary still to me. I need a guy that is doing great and is going to continue doing great with us. We don't seem to have that philosophy. We seem to be like, man, if I cut these jeans into shorts, they'll be pretty good, man. Summer's like four months away. I'm going to have a great summer in four months. It's like, <laughs> no, dude, I need pants. It's winter. I'm cold. You know, like, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean, we both know the Giants are notorious for underspending, right? Like they, they're always looking for uh, the bargain basement, the, the blue light special, the thing Riff that- Center. Oh, look how little we spent and look how much we got out of this guy. I mean, look at Marco Scudero, right? If you judge everything by Marco Scudero, they got Marco Scudero for nothing. And he led him to a World Series. That's I right. Single handedly. That's right. So I think when you have, you know, this, you look at this history and you think, well, Cody Ross, Marco Scudero, you know, look at, look at, uh, yeah, we got our starter to come in and pitch and relief three times in the playoffs and we won a World Series. Like, that those kind of anomalies, they, I think they weight that stuff too heavily in, in like, see, we do it differently over here. And that's why it's a winning formula. But when you look at the true dynasties of baseball, the Yankees, the Dodgers, all these teams that have had long-term success, um, you know, within decades, within, you know, centuries, a lot of it just has to do with pure straight up. We are buying the best there is. We don't care about the price tag. Right. We don't, we don't, we don't, oh, you had Tommy John last year, but you're feeling good now. Yeah. Call us in two years. Maybe don't, don't, oh yeah, this guy, we can rehab this dude and make him oh. great. Like it's terrible. Sorry to interrupt you, but this is coming in. Sean Manaya and Alex Wood have been seen hugging several teammates in the Giants clubhouse. I love oh. you guys. Oh. Uh oh. Could be Asta La Vista. And, and this also in, Tommy Pham poked his head into the manager's office and left the clubhouse in street clothes. No word yet that he's been traded, but the signs point that way. So I got four minutes until my prediction is correct. It's 226. <laughs> I said 230 or later. I'm starting to know my uh, own or my general manager pretty well. Yep. What 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 was how many minutes? Wasn't it like 12 seconds before the deadline um, when they signed Chris Bryant? I feel like Chris Bryant got announced like it's it's one of three teams and I feel like he was rumored to go to the Padres maybe and I feel like at 3 like 15 after the deadline like 12 minutes they were like this just in the Giants yeah. pulled it off yeah. and it was kind of like the Correa thing where you're like I don't want to get my hopes up I don't know if this is real yet yeah yeah, like, no, they and that's announced part it of after. this last minute craziness is you're like, <laughs> is it an April Fool's joke? Is it real? Is he going to pass the physical? Like, we don't know until we see him on the ballpark. And I always say now, I'm like, I don't believe it till he's got a number on his back. Yep. 
Absolutely. You know? It's well, like, come on. It's, it's funny, dude. It's the first year we've been doing this podcast. And I think I'm like at an unhealthy level, way too plugged <laughs> into this stuff than I would normally be if we weren't doing oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, wow, like I, 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 if I had to count the number of times I've refreshed this one page on my phone with all the, the latest trade rumor stuff and transactions, like I've probably done it 2000 times since last night. Game up. So, huh, interesting. So Mania and Wood. Uh, what team do you think we're most likely oh, to make that's, a trade that's with? Heavy shit. Call me fam to the Giants. Uh, it would be weird. There's a text message in the group saying that I was cheating. I don't think uh, it's going to uh, happen, but they've been doing a lot with the Marlins and a lot with, I mean, not the Marlins, the Mariners. They love to trade with the Mariners. Out of the names being talked about is Jack Flaherty number three for you? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, He's, he's definitely a good pitcher. He's not having the kind of year he's had in the past this year. I've just thought about something we haven't talked about. What's that? Your biggest nightmare. <laughs> oh God, I've got a few of them. Mr. Cody Bellinger. Oh, no. I thought he was off the table. Well, I'm just saying nobody's off the table till 301. That's true. I'll take anybody if it brings Stroman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Stroman, like I watched the, I was watching the big inning last night. You ever watch that where they got like the multiple games coming up on the screen. There's like four at a time and they just, yeah, yeah. they flash around. So like last night I, I turned it on just so I was getting ready to watch the Giants game. And I looked down at the Cubs score. What the fuck? Stroman's pitching. They're down. He gave up six runs. Well, Maybe. here's the thing. He's a free agent at the end of the year. They already said they're not going to resign him. So they're just going to ride it out to the end of the year and they're not going to make the playoffs. What's the point? Then they don't get anything for him. Well, the Rangers, the Rangers are, yeah. are still bulking up. They got uh, old ex-Dodger Austin Hedges. Austin Hedges so. to the Texas Rangers. It looks like the Pirates are kind of dumping. We're going to have to lose somebody to gain somebody. You know, that's the thing, too. A lot of people are like, get somebody, get somebody, get somebody. It's like, okay, we got this guy. Happy? Yeah. Well, guess who we lost? What? And yeah. it's like the people just want to complain almost. It's like, dude, you got to give up somebody to get somebody. And nobody wants like the guys that we want to dump. I think, obviously, if you're if you're a GM, if you're you know president of baseball operations somewhere, you got to play your cards tight to your chest. I mean, that's just you can't let everybody else know what you're planning because they'll just swoop any of your sure. good ideas. Okay, especially I, after arson. Uh, but you know, uh, I feel like arson outlasted the pending of physical. Like I think more people still remember arson than the pending of physical. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just because Correa is not having a great year and. Everybody would love to have Judge, obviously. Well, and also we we sort of got a we got a soft pass from the Mets who did the same fucking thing. Nothing is going on, dude. All quiet in the Western edition. I got a I got a Will Clark story for you while we wait here and see if anything's gonna happen. I'm at the game yesterday and we're down with my autograph bros getting an autograph from the opposing team, the uh Diamondbacks who were trying to drown right now and there goes will clark and he, he's walking by and somebody's like hey will can you you got time to sign an autograph and he looks over and he's like you guys are on the opposing side you're shit out of luck you're hanging with the enemy and i was like this is the best i i don't know if there's a better uh spokesperson for the giants than will clark i am forever a giant 
This guy is just no fucks given and the best. I love Will Clark. There was another time where I was running towards him, like jogging, like to get, you know, grabbing my pen and seeing if he was going to sign the ball. And he looks at me, he goes, you can stop running. Don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) Giants were in on Verlander for a second. Wow. For a second? Mm -hmm. Wonder. I don't think I don't think I would have been all that thrilled with that. I mean, yeah, if he helped him get deep in the postseason, it would have been cool, whatever. But you know, we own that motherfucker, and I think it should go down that way in history that we own that motherfucker, <laughs> rather than him sort of weaseling his way into our organization and making us all friends again. Like fuck him, dude. Pablo took him deep twice. Yeah, uh, I mean, come on. Like he's he's got to he's got to occupy that for fucking ever, right? Well. He, I mean, if you're getting AJ Pollock, I'm fine with Verlander. I mean, Verlander brings the same thing Pollock does in and an arm. So I'd be happy with him for a rental player, especially. I, I'd be scared to pay that guy 43 million for another year. I don't know how long he's going to last, he, but he does. I told you earlier, I was calling him the Tom Brady of baseball. He just seems to keep doing it. And I think it was genius of him to go back to Houston because he's got those fans already revved up. They already know each other. So it should right. be a, a nice reunion down there. Um, I don't know. I, I would have liked to have him more than uh, a little, a lot of guys, but we haven't gotten anyone. So yeah. I, again, though, I will say this. We do have a good team. I I'm, I'm excited. Cause I'm going to go see him play Monday night against the angels in Anaheim. And, uh, that should oh, be fun. Yeah. Get to see Mr. Otani. Yeah. Yep. You going with Stropel? Yeah, Stropel. We're going to try to get some of uh, the Arcadians, Grosso's old buddies to come out with us. And uh, get Salba shoot, out there. I'm going to shoot a text to Salba to see if he's around, if he feels like, you know, dragging his ass out. From me, the I bet you'll meet you there. But yeah, it should be good. I just, that, that matchup, like, honestly, I haven't seen the Giants play the Angels in person since 2002. So it's going to be like, oh, you know, like that. Oh, it's going to dredge up all the 2002 World Series shit all over again. It's going to be fun. Oh, wow. So you've never seen Otani in person? Nope. Nope. Wow. Same. But I'm a a National League guy, so we only had – we have never had him in in our stadium. He's never played there. Next year, if he's still on the Angels, he'll be there. Or if he's on the Giants, he'll be there. So. I'd prefer they be on the Giants, and then he'd be there a lot more often. Yeah, that that game that he had last weekend, or that that doubleheader that he had last weekend, was like all time. Wait, what? This doesn't happen, you know? Complete game, one hit shutout, and then in the nightcap, he hits two home runs as the DH. Shohei, and that's you know, and then he he tweaked his side wow. in the second game, and it was gnarly. Tommy Pham to the D-backs. Oh. Tommy Fan coming to San Francisco for a Jock Peterson reunion. No, they're going to go three the second round tonight. Oh, boy. Look tonight. at that. Are you guys excited or did you already know all this news? Because this is on delay. <laughs> it's not live. But wow. Tommy Fan to the D-backs. Just what we needed. A little more heat in that rivalry. 11 minutes to go. And we have not heard even uh maybe the giants are considering or anything so if they do anything tip of the hat to their ability to keep it a secret and if they don't do anything i'll be on the couch tonight watching the game 
Well, it's looking like the Cardinals still have Flaherty kind of on the on the sales block. Okay, uh, they want to get looks like uh, pitching in return. So, man, we'll the see. phones must be crazy right now. Yeah, can yep. you imagine? It's like the uh, Jerry Lewis telethon where there's twenty guys. Hello, hello. What do you want? Wait, <laughs> hey Farhan, you want this? The <laughs> you know, like, I'd love to see. I'll, I'll bet some of these guys just have like a line of burner phones on the table, right? With like I'm all saying. these different numbers, and they're just yeah. like, uh, which one? He said, he said three, five, but for this guy, and yeah. he'll give you these four guys. But if you get this guy, <laughs> I'm still hoping for Erod, but now I'm starting to see people saying that the reason Erod turned down the Dodgers is he doesn't want to play for any uh, Western um, teams because he's too far away from home. But who knows what these Twitter maniacs uh, that now call themselves the X generation um, are up to. I I don't know what any of this means. Well, one thing we're going to know for sure is at three o'clock, if nothing happens for the Giants, the, uh, Hashtag fire Farhan is going to heat up real. It's going to get white hot. He didn't go Farhan enough is oh, what they're man. starting to say. Zardy, mm, Zardy. Yeah. Gabe Kapler is, uh, you know, going to have one less uh, tool in the tool bag. I'm starting to have anxiety. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It just, like I said, like I haven't paid this much attention to it ever before. And now we're just sitting here doing it. And it's like, I'm sitting here looking at all the shit. What's going on? Nothing, nothing, nothing. God, nothing. Oh, ah. Baltimore Orioles got Flaherty. Really? Just now? Yep. yep. Orioles right. close to acquiring Flaherty. That's Ken Rosenthal, not the uh, guy who did the arson judge. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't listen to Heyman, but. Mariners are uh, either DFAing or trading Colton Wong, too, which is, you know, huh. he, he's not the guy he used to be, but. He's a solid player. I don't know where he'll end up. What about the A's? Are, are you surprised we're not hearing anything about like Camp, Lariano, some of their guys? Like it, are, the only A's you're hearing about right now are guys that they already got rid of that are getting traded now from places that they went. Like Kano got traded today, right? To the Brewers. Yeah. And so from oh. the Mets. Um, yeah, I, I, the A's have been quiet. Of course, they're not going to spend a dime on anything anyway. So. Um, yeah, I think they would just dump anybody that's costing them anything. Rumor has it that the White Sox may trade Dylan C's in the next 10 minutes. That's kind of the guy, right? Like uh, like we said, Rodon, like somebody that can come in and throw a lot of strikeouts and just be a dominator. Yeah, you, yeah you want a power arm, you know. We and, got and enough ground ball guys, right? So he's only been in the league four years. Um, his career ERA is 3.67. Uh, this year he's a little bit running a little higher than that. He's four and four is win loss record. So strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, when he came into the league in 2019, he was at 10. 2020 kind of had a down year. Uh, in 2021, he had 12.3 strikeouts per nine innings, which is phenomenal for a starter. Okay, okay. great. Yeah. Um, his totals. Uh, 226 in 2021, 227 in 2022, and 143 this year currently. He's already at 143. So now they're saying the Orioles might get Flaherty, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bam's off the table. Bam to D-backs, Flaherty to Orioles. A lot of people saying nobody for nobody in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) The MLB Network picked the perfect time for a commercial, too. Oh, Colton Wong for assignment. Red Red Sox interested. 
I would love Kemp, to be honest. I was thinking Tony Kemp, just walk across the bridge. He's best friends with uh, Yaz, so I think he'd fit great. Uh, you, you, YouTuber or trans bay tuber? <laughs> dude, two minutes. How much time? Two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> uh, we got one minute, and it's going to get real interesting. <laughs> Yeah, real interesting or real frustrating, right? No, I think the interesting part is going to be reading the uh, hashtag SF Giants hate after uh, it's official <laughs> that they didn't do anything. Yeah, the, the fire forehead, fire Kapler. There's a lot of breaking news. The Giants have done nothing today. <laughs> well, like I said, it's, you know, said uh, earlier, one of two things is true. Either they, they truly are going to do nothing. Or they've got some crazy, they're going to pull some rabbit out of the hat right at the end. Everybody goes, what the fuck? Well, there you have it. Um, AJ Pollock seems to be a contender for the biggest and only trade acquisition. Does that that qualify as a blockbuster? Uh, I don't know. I wonder how much that guy makes a year. Can't be that much. I feel like Talkman's better. Yeah, didn't we just see Talkman? He makes great catches in the field. I just wonder if the um, Manaya and Alex Wood hugs were because they didn't get traded. Oh, they got to stay. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you this: it won't surprise me at all if starting tonight or maybe tomorrow the Giants just start looking like a much better team. I feel like during the trade deadline, a lot of times people just, they're thinking too much about like this kind of shit and like worried they're going to get, you never know what your job is and all that kind of stuff. And then after today, tomorrow, you're just like, Oh, I'm here till the end of the year. That's possible. I mean, do you think that only applies to sort of uh, teams that aren't in first place teams that aren't just, cruising along in a hot clip because no because i think like let's just say you're on the mets you're not even close every day you're like dude i could get traded there i mean look at fucking scherzer and uh verlander the exception because they have power to say no they have the no trade clause but if you don't have the no trade clause who knows right yeah the uncertainty i think could could affect performance but Uh oh, the Mets have traded forever giant Dominic Leone to the Angels. <laughs> so he gets to play with Otani after all. Wow. Dominic Leone will get to play with Otani before anyone on the San Francisco Giants. Man, he's poor Dominic Leone, man. He had a great year with the Giants and then he had kind of a lackluster one. This year, it seems every other time he gets in a game, he either pitches like a genius or he gets lit up. There's no. No consistency whatsoever. And I really like that guy, man. Yeah, really same did, with but... Yovera. He came in the other night and he hit people, loaded the bases, and yep. I liked him too. He had some good stuff. Yep. Here's a funny one. The F is not just for Farhan. It's also for his grade at this deadline. An absolute <laughs> insult to this team to not give them a shot after saying how the playoffs are the standard. Gutless. Wow. Yeah, there's there's no shortage of uh, vitriol for for Farhan, and and I think I sure have mine. 
You know, I, I feel just like- wish he would quit saying we're going to be aggressive. Like he says this publicly, right? right. We're going to do some stuff. We're going to, we're going to absolutely improve. We're absolutely going to go after this. That, uh, And then, so you said it, I heard your words. So I'm not foolish to like, think that that's what you're going to do, except for I am because you don't. So yeah. Well, he, he didn't, he didn't do as much of that before this trade deadline. If you notice, he was kind of quiet, but, um, it was sort of like when, uh, you know, in the off season, he was, this is all big talk and last year's trade deadlines, a lot of big talk and like nothing happened. Right. So heartbreak hotel kids. 306. We still are getting some updates though, but says the Tigers did not trade Erod. It says Minnesota made no trades. Yankees acquire reliever Kanan Middleton. Uh, the only, yeah, I don't see any like pending or anything, but we, you know, who knows how quickly the word gets distributed, but. For now, we'll forever remember this as the summer of A.J. Pollock. <laughs> it's pathetic, man. So glad the Giants were super aggressive this trade deadline. Hate <laughs> to have seen what would have happened if they weren't. Aggressive like a chihuahua fighting against a pit bull? Oh, that kind of aggressive? God. I don't know. Apparently, that's all we get, kids. A.J. Pollock. I wonder what number he'll wear. You know, this new surge from Stripley, Manaya, and uh, Beck has made them think they don't need a starting pitcher as much. Yeah. I don't know. I think this was episode 17, and apparently episode 18 is going to come in hot with Mr. Tony Trujillo, yes. skater of the year, an amazing skateboarder, and he's actually thrown out the first pitch before at a Giants game. So it'll be fun to talk to him. He's grown up a Giants fan his whole life. He's from Northern California. I also want to give a shout out to uh, the Nine Club and Patrick O'Dell, who mentioned us on their recent interview. And uh, I think that even sparked getting some of these guys um, from LA to come on the show. Maybe we'll have Kelly or one of these guys that's a Dodger fan come on finally we would love to talk to other teams they kind of I don't think it was a slag but they just said that we tend to be so Giants heavy and I just want to let everyone know that we're more than happy to talk other teams we just need you to come onto the show and give us the input um we'll talk other teams all day long I'd love to talk Phillies I'd love to talk asterisks I'd love to talk Doyers and, uh, you know, Lee DuPont's been talking about how he wants to talk about the Padres, but he wants to wait till they finally win. So that might not be for a few years. Yep. Love, love to get a Padres fan in and talk about that, too. And uh, if we got somebody down in Florida, that'd be a lot of fun, too. Find out yeah. About the furthest geographical distance from us. Oh. Get, get somebody in Miami or a Tampa Bay fan in the house. I mean, we had a Boston guy in the house. We had Seattle guy in the house. It's uh-huh. great. It's, love talking to those dudes, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and we don't we don't uh, talk over them with a bunch of Giants shit. We talk about your team. So that's uh, that's what we should be looking forward to. And uh, this, this episode's a lead balloon. The Giants did not shit at the deadline as we thought they might not and uh there we go 
But uh, well, looking forward to bringing Tony on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Final question, Schmidt, are you going tonight or are you not going? I think the answer is no. I think I'm going to sit home, watch it on TV, listen to what Kruk and Kipe say. I told you, I was like, we need like at least a split. And you're like, no, we need three out of four. Well, right now we need at least a split because we already lost one. So That's we right. need at least to win two of the next three. Yeah, let's let's go get them, man. Let's send the snakes back down the hole. Yeah. Wow. Marlon's got forever Padre Josh Bell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, sorry uh, for all you Giants fans that are wallowing in the mire. Um, we were hoping there was going to be a, you know, 303 announcement, but apparently there's not. So we'll be back with the same type of podcast um, soon. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we out of here. Out of here. All right, dude. Right on, Schmitty. Adios! Thanks for listening to this episode of Skaters on Baseball. If you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Give us a good review or hell, blow us up on your social media if you're down. Follow us at Skates on Base on Instagram for baseball news and other fun stuff. We love comments and listener participation, so bring it with an audio clip or an email. You can email us at skatersonbase at gmail.com. We're everywhere you get your podcasts, and we'll be here all season long.